Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the exclusive radio home of the Chicago Bulls. Sports Radio 670 The Score. And on the Odyssey app. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Live from the Hyundai Studios, presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR in HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Oh, hi, Mark. That is a hell of a walk-up song, isn't it, Mark Rohde? Isn't it? Oh, hey. Hey. Dirty Frank is one of those songs where every time I hear it, I like it, and I get something different out of it every time. Yeah. Come on now. So it's a good walk-up song for you. You've used it for years. You're. This is actually your show. You're not on that show, but now you're on the show. What about... How would it compete with the trumpets as a a closer's entry song? You know, it's not Hell's Bells. It's not the Trump. <laughs> it's not Narcos. It's what? How would that be? How would Dirty Frank? Because there's a that scream that yeah. yes. Well, that's the thing. I think that in unison, uh, the crowd would do the. I don't know what you call that. The the attack by Eddie Vedder. The oh. Yeah, play it again, Sean. Play the music. I'll show you exactly where (laughs) the crowd will go crazy. Go ahead, Sean. Ready, crowd? Here we go. All at once. 40,000 people. Ready? Shit. Yeah. And then then the, the closer is pumping his fist in unison with the crowd. Come on, man. Yeah, walking. Pearl right. Jam, try- Dirty Frank. Because I always get people ask, what was that song? Dirty Frank, Pearl Jam. Funky rock. Here you go. That's Mark Grody. That's his walk-up music. He's joining me on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And by the way, Mark Grody, along with Gabe Ramirez, this Score broadcast bonanza. Join Gabe and Mark for the Miller Lite Top Draft Tuesday. There'll be a Kenny's Irish Pub, 917 West 55th Street in Countryside from 6 to 9, 6 to 9 p.m. on Tuesday. While you're enjoying the broadcast, register to win future Bears tickets and other prizes 
brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Bears. So you did this last week, right? You and Gabe. You, you and Gabe yeah. did the did the. Wow. So we were hanging we out are. in uh, Lincoln Park at the Broken Barrel. We had a blast. We had a good crowd. We had some fun with, interacted with the patrons of the bar, which is always fun. So we'll be hanging out in countryside, like you just said, and I think it's really a a life hack for me that I get reminders and learn about things on the radio. It's great because sometimes I forget my schedule. I'll be driving around and I'll hear the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. People are like, can you hang on? To-? No, I can't. I just heard on the radio I'm going to be in countryside. <laughs> countryside. Kenny's Irish pub. We're just going to keep mentioning that. So Mark knows where he has to go. He's got it really happens. I'll be, I'll be driving Alice. around, and I've been told, of course, but I just sometimes I'm not very organized, and I'll be driving around, and I'll hear, oh, yeah, that's right. I can't do that dinner on Tuesday. I'm going to countryside. But Gabe, Gabe and I have a blast working together, and I think we're good in public, too. Because uh, we we're both uh, we like to talk to the public, you know what I'm saying. So Gabe and I are a good combo. You guys you do. Are, you guys. You guys are yeah, men of the guys, people, man. Yes, yeah. we are. We are men of the people. We yeah. Are truly, Mark Rody, Mark Rody, Gabe Ramirez at Kenny's Irish Pub, and it's 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 one of the friendliest petting zoos you can find. That's the way we'll put it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, so you be so it's Tuesday at Kenny's and then Monday in, in Foxborough and this weekend at some point you'll fly out, but then you're at house hall and where you've been, you've been reporting on these, on this mini buy, bye bye bears. And it's time for what Mark heard a near award award-winning segment on the score. So you go guy. Let's do this. This works really well. The first cut I want to play because I heard you just talking to the great Jay Hilgenberg with whom I get to work on the yeah. pregame show on BBM. He's one of my favorite people in that entire crew of guys and they're all great guys. So that's saying something when you could stand out amongst that group, that mm-hmm. is something. But anyway, what, what caught my attention with him is that he was talking about the difficulties of pass blocking. That that essentially is one of the most difficult things that an offensive lineman can set out to do. And even before that, just to confirm a little bit of what Jay was saying, Luke Getze was being grilled a little bit on that. Hey, man, you know, you guys are great with the, the run blocking, but the, the pass blocking has been pretty bad. So here's Luke Getze on that. Pass blocking is one of the hardest tasks in this league. They don't care across any position. Like the defensive line in this league is like just those. They're amazing players. They really are. They make it so hard. And so pass pro is like I, I would imagine most evaluators don't even watch run blocking as much uh, because it, it pass pro is so hard. So it's why you have to run the ball. That's why you have to use play 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 pass uh, to help alleviate some of that and then when you get into the obvious passing downs and you have to try to find different ways to kind of keep them accountable and not let them just run off the ball as fast as you can because we got an unbelievable task again this week with, with what we got to face up front what do you think steve well jay kind of explained maybe jay should talk to luke getzi maybe they have maybe, maybe maybe he should talk to him and say look you know how to run the ball Play action follows that. If you can run the ball effectively, you've made play action more effective, and offensive linemen love that. And that's – he found it. I w- the way he phrased it, he f- said that was the, the, the best part of the job because you, 
you have a chance for a big play mm -hmm. and it's all run off based on what you did in the running game. Maybe they should talk to each other and use that. I, I don't, I, I don't know he, if Luke Getzey knows all this, then it should be, I don't know, more often is. Yeah. Well, I think that the, what has to be distinguished here for Justin Fields is the pocket collapsing or just the, um, the feel of it collapsing because sometimes he doesn't distinguish well. Yeah, you know, we that's know that, true. Right? He's, I mean, he said that. Yeah, sometimes he yeah. thinks the pocket is collapsing, but it's really not. So, so while there, <laughs> the the problems have been obvious on the offensive line, it ain't all the offensive line. But you do have two very inexperienced tackles still. You know that 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 plays a big part when we're talking about the protection and the speeding up of the clock and what Justin Fields is seeing out of his peripheral vision. So, yeah, I I think that was Luke Getze kind of pointing out or maybe just a little bit of frustration, like, hey, you guys are on us for the past game here. It ain't easy. But, you know, no excuses. Okay. Mark, you were on the show. Do you know we – yeah, I do, but I want to – I want you I want you to rate this. We have – at 11.51, Sean Sears put up a web poll. I don't know if we ever did a web poll. It's certainly Sears. been a long time. We did a, yeah, we did a web poll of, for Cub fans, which sucks more. See, the NLCS is the series for both baseball teams. In the Cubs case, which sucks more? Schwarber hitting home runs or Darvish looking like an ace? And 150, say, 154 yeah. people have voted since 11:51, so that's almost 20 minutes. I don't know. I just I I'm stunned anyone voted. This is Saturday suckage, and there they are, at some point. So what do you think? The answer is Darvish. The answer is yeah. Darvish. You know why? Because Tom Ricketts inexplicably traded him that at the beginning of that year. What was it? Two years ago? That was yeah. It was December. Got all yeah, the high was... school kids to stock up the farm system. But I, yeah, I think that's the answer. You know, the weird thing about Schwarber is Schwarber fits in a very special category for me. And I wonder if other Cubs fans agree. I just root for the guy. I still root for the guy. You know what of I mean? Of course. It's not like there was a bad parting of ways between the fans and Schwarber. The fans still, I mean, he, they didn't pick up his option. You know, if anything, there's some embitterment from Schwarber's side. But look, the, you here's the thing, too. Cubs fans, you will have always gotten the best. And no matter what Schwarber does, I don't even care if Schwarber wins an MVP someday. You will have gotten the best out of Kyle Schwarber because of the magic that he performed in 2015 and everything he did in 2015 in the in the wild card game, in the towering home run against the Cardinals, and then obviously in the what he did in the World Series. Like it just, it's never. I hate to say this, even for Schwarber's sake, young man, it's never going to get better for you. It's never, even if he wins back to back MVP. MVPs. It will always be his time with the Cubs that will be most cherished. Uh, I don't know. Winning a World Series in Philly would be something special. The Schwarberian, as they're nah. calling him, in Philly. Nah. But but you're right. From from the home run that landed on the <laughs> on the on the video board. Oh, and... it's, it's like the original movie. You know, the sequel is not going to be as good. It was all so fresh. Right. It was so real. It was novel. It's never going to yeah. be novel again for Schwarber like that. And then starting the rally, coming back from the knee injury, work and work and work and work, and amazingly coming back <laughs> at starting the game seven extra inning rally. It was just, that was just great. Yeah, yeah. you're right.
Anyways, I can't believe 174 people have voted. Probably, I'm surprised <laughs> by this. It's people at the like score. You, yeah, it's at Twitter the on the score's Twitter site, 670 the score, which sucks worse, Cup fans. Okay, speaking of suckage, let's go back to the Bears. What's next on what mark? All right, we're doing uh, – there's a coordinator theme we're doing today because the coordinator spoke yesterday. This is all pretty fresh. I didn't get to go on the air yesterday. So let's go to the – believe it or not, we're going to hear from the special teams coach, Richard Hightower, very popular Ooh. guy out at hell. So a gregarious dude. He seems to like talking in the media. But – with the problems with Valus Jones Jr., that's why the microscope is on Richard Hightower and who's going to be returning kicks, punts, and all of that stuff against New England. But I can tell you that they're all in uh, competition right now, and uh, they're all working hard. Richard, who else is in that competition? Yeah, so all the guys you saw return uh, in preseason and all the guys that you see uh, out there at practice, Bo Jack's in there, Eddie Jackson's in there. He's in that competition. Blackwell can catch punt. He's in that competition. Dante's in that competition. Just to name a few guys. On the, on, on the one that uh, did fumble, what was your diagnosis for him on what went haywire for him there? Sometimes these rookies don't ever get a chance to see a 5-1 ball. Anything over 5-0 is really good. So that ball's hanging up there a ton. And then it's a 54-yard punt at 5-0, 5-2, 5-3 with guys bearing down on them getting ready to hit him. You have to see it off of the foot. When the punter does his drop, you have to catch it off the foot, and you have to get your feet to the spot before the ball comes down and gets settled. Anytime you see a returner that's feet are moving as the ball comes down, we call them happy feet, You, his feet want to be settled so that he could be underneath it and either slide left or right or come forward and get it. You, you mentioned uh, Eddie Jackson as being part of the group of players competing for – kick and punt returns this week. Is uh, is that something he's itching to do at this point still in his career, or is he, would he rather just play safety? Yeah, you probably have to ask Eddie that, but I know every time we do drill work, he's back there running down as a gunner trying to help the young guys, or he's back there catching them himself. You know, so he uh, does a lot of work uh, that people don't see outside of defense to help young guys, and I think he's a tremendous leader, and I think he's having a really good season. He's a, he's a good Really good guy to have here. I really have enjoyed coaching Eddie. Follow up to that. After we spoke to Richard Hightower, and this was, I guess it was today's Saturday. Was that yesterday? I don't remember. The days are so messed up. <laughs> today's Saturday. It's Saturday yeah. suckage, Mark. God, yeah, it was yesterday. So anyway, talk to – usually that's on a Thursday. That's why I'm all – this whole week I've right. been off a day for, for real. It. But anyway – Richard Hightower says that, and then he challenges me to ask Eddie Jackson, so I marched into the locker room after the coordinators were done, and I went right up to Eddie Jackson. Unfortunately, I had the recorder off, and I said, uh, I said, hey, are you still into returning kicks, and uh, or you just want to focus on, before I even got the question out, he was like, most deaf. He's like, he lit up, and he was smiling. He's like, I always want the ball in my hands. So I don't think it's going to happen, but I'll tell you what, I was pushing the narrative. Bears win! <laughs> for, for Eddie Jackson. <laughs> you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see who it that? is. I don't even know. what That was a Sean Sears that was, special. Uh, that was Eddie Jackson yelling with Grody on field that the Bears won. Oh, oh. that's right. That's right. I rem- Yeah, that was last year you when everybody was that, on Mark, his case. I was there. You weren't. I was there. You weren't. But I... Yeah, talking to Eddie and he, you'd had some. He was getting criticized for the tackling, and he kind of did the "How you like me now" thing. I was there. 
Bears? Well, I would not put my starting safety back there. I, I mean, you know, at this I, point, I just sense. want someone who can catch the ball. Yeah, I can't I really argue some. with people who say that. I mean, it is the, that is the right thing to say. You don't want to hurt your safety and all of that stuff. I just I love it when when we say that, Stephen. I guess I'm coming after you here too. In this season where the Bears are two and four, and we know that they're not going to be good this year, we're all, you're, you're all people are out to protect the precious players on the on the team, which is nice. But I just like I guess safety first. I guess Bears. Well, safety last as a punt returner, safety first in that case. I just don't want I, – I find somebody else who just – show me a guy who can catch the ball. I yep. mean, it's a perfect – home games, especially home night games, are perfect for Valus Jones to take every punt in practice and then never see it in a game. Just get someone who can catch the ball. But that's <laughs> the only way – Put Valus on the practice squad, essentially. <laughs> well, you know – but you know what I want? You know what they should do? Remember how they kept sending kickers down to to Soldier Field to kick there to kick yeah. on the on the turf? They should send the punt returners down there. Oh, that is send so good. This guy down there every oh. you know during the day, during the week, at night, and just let him deal with the vagaries of the wind at Soldier Field so and good. practice and practice and practice because that's the way he's going to get better. You yeah. don't want to. You know, I mean, the guy you need Good in the call. game is some guy you need to, get to pass it along to them, the Eberflus guy and Richard Hightower. If he loves to talk, have him talk to me. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. You're right. You're right. If if there are issues this week, if Dante Pettis has troubles, oops, did I just say who's returning kicks and punts? No, I, 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 that's just my guess. That's just my guess. So uh-huh. we'll see if um, if after that, if there are issues, then yeah. Then, then maybe there is another level that they have to go here, you know. And you don't like to have to be talking about this. What are we on to the seventh game of the season? And yeah, yeah, the Bears have not really had a kicked return of this year. You know, the Treston Ebner thing, he was okay, but obviously he didn't dazzle. He didn't really prove to the Bears that they're com- completely comfortable with him back there. They had Amir Smith Marset return, you know, a couple of kicks as well. So and then Valus. So this is it'll be interesting to see how they handle this the rest of the year. Anyway, okay, yeah. All right, on to the defensive coordinator because we have talked to Luke Getze, Richard Hightower, and what I was curious about with Alan Williams and um, is Robert Quinn because Robert Quinn, while when I see him, it doesn't look like he's like slowed down or anything like that, but he is certainly not getting to the quarterback. So let's hear what Alan Williams has to say about Robert Quinn. Not press. I uh, hate to say this, but not listen to the media, not read the clippings, not s- listen to outside influences, look at the tape and see uh, us to look at it and see, uh, hey, you know, why aren't you and and then when you start to press and start to create uh, sacks or production as a whole, it could be interceptions, it could be tackles, whatever that is. I, th- I think in football, if you do your job, they'll come to you. If you do it uh, fast, if you do it hard, if you're attention to the details, they'll come. And they usually come in bunches. I would say for, for him, and you know we've talked about this, don't press. It'll come to you. He's a good enough player that they'll come. I talked to Quinn, too, and he didn't really have any rhyme or reason. I mean, he's such a veteran that he kind of just had that, I've been through these dry spells, it, you know, enjoy it when it's good, figure it out when things are bad. And, he, you know, I said, are you being covered any differently? And he said, you know, yes, he is getting a lot of attention. 
you know, relative to the rest of the team, he's getting the most attention. But he's had this attention before, so he's going to have to work out of it. I don't know. He's, he goes through these dry spells. They last entire seasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the hope is that this is not an off year for him. Yeah, I mean, he's had that every other year thing, and he did. He, he was dominant last season. So my guess is he's going to have a couple of games where he's going to have flurries still, where there's going to be, you know, he's going to have a two-sack game or whatever the case may be. So I think he'll – I do think he'll start to get the numbers up. And, you know, I pay very close attention to – to veteran players and, you know, from the sideline watching these games are, you know, are they, is there a step lost? Are they, do they look tired? And I'm just not seeing that with, with Quinn. No, I hope other teams aren't either. A two sack game would improve his trade value. I, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. He I doesn't mean, want to be traded. I talked to him about that too. He, he Really? He, yeah. He, I thought that was interesting. You know, he's at the point where he likes it in Chicago. He's comfortable here. Doesn't want to be traded, but he also says, you know, hey, if it happens, it happens. It's a business, all that stuff. But, well, yeah, he, he told me he doesn't want to be traded. Well, he should be. I, I just think he's he's something. Whatever they can get for him, it's it's more than whatever they can get for him will only help when if if there's a threat of them ever becoming good again. It's going to be after he's gone, and whatever yeah, and you get I, for him can help you help help you get personnel in here to evaluate that. Yeah, and Poles is looking at all this stuff, like all this the fun stuff that we like to talk about with trade rooms. I promise you, he has examined all of that closely. Who knows? He might pull the trigger on that because he knows what's up. He knows this is re- a rebuild, and he knows that you know maybe trading one of those guys or making a statement can be the bounce that this team needs in the future, not now. And nothing's going to help them in terms of players they're going to get this year. But you know, so I, I think that that would probably be something that they'll be thinking about for sure. Well, he's made he made a lot of trades on draft day, and 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 that that can be sometimes a different animal than than the you know the trade deadline. Where you 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 have a, sometimes a lot of time to think about it. teams have a lot more choices than than the than what's going on on draft day, and other times it can feel like the same way. So I don't know. And Keel Harry is a guy who might play this week, and and we is that a trade we evaluate? Ryan Poles on the guy got hurt. That's a bad break. I don't know what he knows. He certainly seems like a guy who should help this quarterback, but. We haven't seen him. I don't know how much they practice. There's no in, no one on the nothing on the injury report. So conceivably, he practiced all week, right? Let's um, hear what Nikhil Harry had to say, Steve. Your oh. timing is perfect, Sean. Ooh. I'm excited. I'm trying not to get too caught up in the, it being the Patriots and it being my former team. I'm obviously excited. I'm excited to see my some of my guys pregame. You know, I went through a lot with with some of those guys uh, that came into my class with me. Um, so I'm excited to see him, but I'm just excited to get out there finally. What kind of a difference do you think this offense? Um, you know, I've said it before. I just feel like I bring a big presence of physicality. You know, I can help with the run game. I can help with uh, downfield threat. So, you know, I'm just excited to do my role and do my part. After being out for a while, how ready do you feel that you're able to go in and make an impact? Um, I feel ready. You know, I'm excited. Um, my body has healed the right way. You know, I've got a chance to... Like I said, get my feet up under me in this offense. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty comfortable, and I'm I'm excited to go. Yes, and that was uh, the open bar portion of the <laughs> locker room. 
Did it sound like the lounge before everybody goes into the big events? Yeah, that was Kenny's Irish Pub. That's where Mark Rody and Gabriel Marish will be on Tuesday from 6 to 9 out in Countryside. Yeah, that's what it'll be like. Yeah, uh, open sure. locker room is back. I should say, I should point this out. This is a good spot to do it. It's a, okay. heck, it's a really good Bears locker room. They're, you know, they're not going to be good this year for whatever it's worth. I'm not going to dwell on this, and I may never mention it again because I know fans don't really care that much. It's a really good locker room. It's a really good group of, of well, guys in there. So just, just for I think what, it does, FWIW. I think it does matter for fans. I, I, okay, I do because good. it it and here's why I think it matters whether they connect the dots or not. But the more access to more players, the more transparency that there is, the better it is for the fan. You get a greater understanding. You're you're in there. You're a reporter. You're working for the score. You're bringing sound interviews, questions, and you're bringing answers. Whatever the players want to fob off on as answers, and some want to be very honest with their answers and that gives fans a sense of being there. So I do think it matters whether they think it matters to them or not. It's more than just what are they, how do they play on Sunday? Do they win or they lose? But it gives you a sense of the kind of people you're watching or even not, maybe you don't care about this kind of people. Maybe it's just, these are the kind of players. This is what they're saying and thinking and fans can make up their minds or maybe have more. There's nothing wrong with more information and you provide it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's important. It, it really is. And this is, again, it's almost novel for us again after two-plus years of not getting into a locker room. We're back in this year, and it's the, the, you know, they didn't change anything. You know, God bless media relations. It's, they were still getting the full time in there. They haven't dumbed it down any. And the, like I said, the players have been very accommodating. So that's good. And you're right, because there, there have been Chicago sports teams through the years that the media will tell you that this is not a great group of like this this past White Sox team they they have gotten that tag of being an unlikable team the 2004 Chicago Cubs they were dubbed unlikable so i you know it's i think that people take this seriously and they're so into their players they like to know so yes for FWIW it's a good group of guys and Keel Harry should I, I, you know he i couldn't get him to say i mean i didn't play it in there but i I said, I know you can't tell us how many snaps you're going to get, how big of a part of the offense you're going to be, but I said, you are playing, right? And Nikhil looked at me and just kind of gave me the shrug. He said, hey, that's not my job. I don't get to decide that. He's he's going to play, but how how much he's going to play, probably not much. Who might be throwing to him? What do you mean? We got one more cut and Mark, one more hurt, don't we? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was trying that, to do the slick radio segue. That was segue so good, thing. and I just blew it. I thought maybe there was some news. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you would Is have the news. Peter, I'm just... Peterman? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> God, no. The, no, no. Um, yeah, so um, this was what I thought was the 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 best of Justin Fields, and I believe the beginning of this is – I asked him if he appreciated the fact or if it was good for him that after the Washington game, he was able to air some frustrations. I mean, I have the same frustration after every loss. It's like I don't like losing. I've told you guys that multiple times. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, seeing where you could get better, seeing where you can prove. And, yeah, watching the film, of course, is going to hurt. So, um, you know, just seeing where you can get better at, seeing, you know, what I can do better, you know, just, just trying to get better each and every day. I haven't reached, you know, my full potential in every, in any aspect of the game of, of quarterback play. So, you know, just continue to get better. 
What's your, what's your self-assessment at this point in the season? Uh, that I can play better. And I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be like that. So like I said, I'm a perfectionist, but you know, it's, it's hard to be perfect. So uh, like I said, I can get better at you know, everything. I like that last part. I did. I like that he, and, and we know that he knows that, but just to kind of have that humility to say that he has not, not, not reached his potential in every single aspect. So you're not crazy if you're watching and you're like, eh, I think he could be a little bit. He knows it. He feels it. He said it, and he's earnest and trying to make it better. Okay. All right. He'll get, uh, Jay was saying, he'll get a real education. That goes for Getsy and Eberflus. They'll get an education going into Bill Balachuk's den of cheating and iniquity on Monday night. And, yeah. and Jay thought it was a great thing. You're going to know, you're going to be a lot smarter about football when you come out of that. Didn't it may didn't hurt, Jay, but you're going to be smarter. He played for Belly, right? In Cleveland? Jay? In Cleveland, he would have had to be so, Cleveland. At some point I didn't in time, ask. I, I thought he crossed paths with him in Cleveland or something like that. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll ask Jay what manner of cheating will be when, when we find out. <laughs> we yeah. will let you know. You can't beat the cheats, you know. Yeah. So. All right. I know you got to go, Mark. I'm really glad you could join it. Make it fit us in. What I am uh, going to the hall. I'm going to Hell's Hall, so follow me on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports. I'll be out there. If there's anything, any last little bits of information today, I will have it for you live at Hell's Hall. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. it, buddy. See you, Steve. Mark, Mark Grody. He will be reporting for the score. And then on the sidelines for WBBM 780 AM uh, with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer and Bears Patriots Monday night show that starts at 420 beloved by the Wake and Bake Club. Oh, there's kind of there's WB Club news out of Florida. This is a thing. I I was thrilled when I saw this. And if you're a Bears fan, you may want to go to Florida. You may need to you, you may need to bring this to Illinois. We'll talk about that and other things and update the web poll. Oh, my God. People are voting. Sean, people are voting. You've got people votes, voting, man. Sean. We got votes. Look at that. You'll have to tell us which. Are we allowed to say the way people are leaning or no? Yeah, might as well. Let let the public know where people are heading towards. All right, we'll update all that. I'm Steve Rosenblum with Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to, but go to this Twitter, 670 The Score Twitter feed, because we're asking Cub fans which sucks more in the NLCS. Schwarber hitting home runs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like an ace. Or don't care, in case you're in the Jay Cutler Club. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. It sucks, and it freebases. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. Does this have anything to do with that 219 text, Sean? It might. It might. Do you understand it? I do not. I, so I think it's I Wayne ga- from Lafayette. It sounds like Toby Keith is going to be reuniting with Willie Nelson again to do something on Monday Night Football. Okay, that's great, but I can't believe either of them would say I'd never smoke weed with Willie again. It's hard not to smoke weed with him, right? Right. I don't. I don't. Okay. I'll do well, some digging for you. I'll do the, some digging for you. Part of the part of the Wake and Bake Club. Part part of what you get here, and here is this. This comes from The Hill, thehill.com, the website. And boy, was this ever a Florida man headline that is becomes Florida business. Gas station chain to sell marijuana at 10 Florida locations. International convenience store chain Circle K will team up with marijuana company Green Thumb Industries to sell cannabis at gas stations in Florida next year. Hello, Wake and Bake Club members in Florida. Green Thumb, a national cannabis company that owns dispensaries selling marijuana products under the name Rise Dispensaries, you've seen those around here, said the rollout will start with 10 select locations, 2023, before potentially expanding in the future. So the setup, see, Florida only has medical marijuana approved there. And you probably get a medical marijuana card in a vending machine there. It's not been legislatively approved recreationally or not been voter approved. But they can rent space in the Circle K. So the Circle K, which I guess now stands for Cush, will allow in-store services from Green Thumb or Rise Express, that's what they'll be called, Rise Express, 
And you can, at these 10 stores, you'll be able to get flowers, pre-rolls, gummies, and vapes, according to Green Thumb. And I, I can't believe Florida does not have, I mean, the banana, banana Republic of Florida doesn't have legalized pot. For everything else that goes wrong or goes right, everything else that goes on in that state, it's legal, medicinal use, not recreationally in Florida, but they'll have the Circle K. They'll be renting space in 10 Circle Ks and selling you one for the road, on the road again. There you go. In the world, man. Yeah. And I would think, I, I don't know where they, if they still exist, but I would think this would have been a perfect business marriage for the Flying J. <laughs> there you go. It's in the for, name, man. See? Now, Circle K might stand for Kush, but the Flying J seems to be the perfect business partner for Green Thumb or the Rise Express and Green Thumb facilities. The cannabis will be grown at a Green Thumb facility in Ocala, Florida. And, and there you go. That's what's going to be going on. So if you're on the road in Florida, that'll be a story. That's the WB Club news for the day. Thanks for joining us. So we should come back with a White Sox web poll too. The Cubs, we, we, we're encouraging you to vote at our Saturday Suckage web poll question, 670 the score on Twitter. And the Cubs web poll question is what sucks more while watching the NLCS Sure, we're hitting home runs, Darvish looking like an ace, or don't care. And people have been voting. And we will we'll come back with a White Sox question and a White Sox poll. Sean's going to do all this. But before we go, Sean, I want you to, before we go to break, at 1 o'clock we'll talk bulls with Casey Johnson. I want one more spin, or yet another spin, of the Wheel of Ditka. When and why do you think you became the competitor that you are? Well, I don't know. There's rumors that I stole some rattles at age uh, two weeks, but I'm not sure. <laughs> what was that? He told reporters that apparently he got his competitive spirit uh, two weeks out of the womb by stealing rattles. <laughs> Some of these pressers, man, were just incredible. I couldn't yes. believe they were televised, let alone like he was saying it. Yeah, there we go. All right, that's the Wheel of Ditka. Coach turned 83 this week. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. So here we go into the bottom of the ninth inning of Game 4. The White Sox proud manager, Ozzie Guillen, 41 years old. Venezuela. Part of that shortstop pipeline from Venezuela to the big leagues. Names like Chico Carasqual, who passed away this year, and a dear friend and inspiration to Ozzy Guillen. Louis Aparicio, Davey Concepcion, Guillen, and Vizquel. And now, as a 41 year old manager, Ozzy Guillen has tapped Jenks on the right shoulder. So go finish it. Tying run at second, two out. Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws out, and the White Sox have won the World Series. Juan Uribe with a play, charging it, throwing it, and the White Sox celebrate their first title in 88 years. 
Joe Buck on Fox. Why do we do that? Well, it's the only one in 88 years. That was the first time in 88 years. Now we we know the White Sox are going back to that manager. Well, they're going to talk to him. They're looking for a manager. It all comes back to Ozzie Guillen. Today is the anniversary of game one of that World Series. Game one. For those of you lucky enough to have been in new comiscular field, whatever it was called at the time, a wet night, and Chad Qualls throws a pitch, comes out of the bullpen, throws a pitch to Paul Canerco, and this happens. Base is loaded, two out with Canerco on, and he rips one in the left. Canerco, grand slam. First pitch from Qualls, goodbye. Bedlam in Chicago. That was that the place was shaking. It felt like there was an earthquake. I've never been there when I'd felt like that. I was there. I was there. Sound like less now. But when Bo Jackson homered in the game against Seattle and they clinched the 93 division, I mean, it was just, it was spectacular. Nothing felt like Canerco's Grand Slam. I was there. Yeah. And then Scotty Pods, of all people, hit that, and there you go. So we wanted that (laughs) game one of the World Series in 2005, the anniversary is today, and here we are back talking about Ozzie Guillen as a potential White Sox manager and anybody else they, you know, whatever your name here, you could be the manager too. And that's what, that's what the word is. They're going to talk to him. They're going to talk to a bunch of people. Bruce Bochy is not in play. He signed with Texas. I have no idea what the White Sox are going to do. They sound dysfunctional. There's no, no Sox fest. They, they'll tell you what you need to know when you need to know it. And God knows what they're going to do. Why would you talk to a guy who's never managed when you have a team in your window? Talk to someone who's managed. And yet Joe Madden was on the station and said, no one's talked to him. What GMs want, what owners want, who knows? You got the chairman picking his manager. That was an embarrassment. And then you had to get, you got, well, you had Ricky Renteria. That guy was in control. The general manager controlled. That's what they want. The general managers want control now. And who's going to control Ozzy? Yeah, that's my and question, yet, right? And yet he won. And yet he won. He's the only manager who won. So I don't know what's going to go on. We wanted to play that for you. And the NLCS is going on. And the NLCS has been great drama. Very entertaining series, despite the way the Phillies play defense, which should give hopes, hope to the White Sox because they suck at defense. And apparently nobody in the organization cares because they've never done anything about it, not even that Hall of Failure baseball person. So, look, you too can play crappy defense like the Phillies and you can go to the NLCS or you can go to the championship series. But we didn't want – we have the Cubs web poll at um, – at 670 the score the twitter feed 670 the score you can go there and vote which sucks more saturday suckage wants to know schwarber hitting home runs or darvish looking like an ace so now we want to include white Sox fans we want you to have your own nlcs question for saturday suckage so sean's going to make this which sucks more the Sox soiling the bed in the Machado free agency 
or the Sox soiling the bed in the Bryce Harper free agency. So you'll be able to vote on that at 670 the score. And was there something else I wanted to do here? Do you remember that? Is it? No? I don't, I don't think so. We, we do have some more Wheel of Ditka, if you'd like. We'll get to the Wheel of Ditka. I just want to make sure I covered everything. I do know the score, this broadcasting bonanza is available to fans. Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody, you can join them for the Miller Lite Top Draft Tuesday. They'll be at Kenny's Irish Pub, 917 West 55th Street in Countryside from 6 to 9 p.m. That's Tuesday, day after the Bears play the Patriots. While you're enjoying the broadcast, register to win future Bears tickets and other prizes brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. I know what I wanted to bring up. The last segment is we, with the Wake and Bake Club, about the Circle K selling pot. And, and Wayne in Lafayette, there is apparently Toby Keith wrote a song, I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie Again. That's the name of the song. Sample lyrics, Lord, I could just not wait to find out for myself. Well, don't knock it till you've tried it. And I've tried it, my friend. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. So We have verified those lyrics. It sounds like... <clears throat> Toby Keith, Willie Nelson. Well, Willie Nelson's already our Hall of Fame. He's a member of the Waken Bay Club Hall of Fame. I, Toby Keith just earned his way in. So I did want to follow up on that. And top of the hour, talk to Casey Johnson. The Bulls, right here on this very station, right here on this very station, 670 the score, the Bulls will open their home season. At 4 o'clock on this very station, Dan Bernstein will head up a pre a special pregame show. Zach Levine will be back. Dan Bernstein will be there. It will be at, from the United Center. The Bears uh, have uh, Bulls, I mean. Bulls come off a win in Miami, a loss last night in Washington. And we will we will talk to Casey Johnson about this team this year this early. So we'll take a break, and we will do that. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.